0: Value, And it was certainly not multilateral in the sense that the money did not have a worldwide circulation, whereas real bills did, that's the thing. But the money they used after the, <coughs> the Versailles Peace Treaty was uh, an ad hoc financial instrument, which might be acceptable between these two countries, but you could not make a payment with it in a third country or a fourth country, or finance uh, oceanic shipment of goods. couldn't do that. With the real bill you could. This is the fantastic thing, and this is what you have to see. The real bill was the most potent instrument, just as potent for trade purposes as gold was. And I go further, I'm flatly stating that the failure of the gold standard, which was reintroduced by Britain in 1925, failed, there's no chance of succeeding. Why? Because it was an effort to reinstate gold standard without a vital organ. And what is this vital organ which the British gold standard of 1925 did not have? The green market. we call it the clearing house, okay? The bill market was the clearing house of the gold standard. You crossed out a lot of trade without actual gold making a move. This, A lot of economists were absolutely flabbergasted that the gold standard was run by Britain before World War I on a tiny, tiny, little gold basis. How, how is that possible? Well, it's possible because the real bills are a most potent uh, instrument, financial instrument, which is acceptable worldwide. Uh, you have three good signatures on that and this is almost perfect substitute for gold. Not perfect, but almost perfect substitute for gold. And then you can run a gold standard, because it does have a clearing cost because it can cross out a lot of trades without gold making as little or as much of a move as this doesn't have to exchange hands only bills come and go and clear the world trade that is the thing that is what you have to see the real bill financing of world trade is a most potent and uh, 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 tried and successful uh, you know and The two go together, real bills and gold. And that's the way it was set up, the Federal Reserve. This is how it was set up, which is an ideal, but it could have worked. It's very unfortunate that it was corrupted by subsequent generations of managers. Very, very unfortunate.
1: Uh, just you, you asked how did they fit actually do this, don't forget the Clearinghouse was in London. So all they had to do was seize the Clearinghouse, take charge of it, and no longer extend this credit and no longer accept the paper. And I suggest the uh, Benjamin Anderson book, it's a nice book, and he lived through this period of time. He describes this and how the credit was cancelled and how countries were put under pressure because they couldn't, the flow of gold and the flow of money was just chopped off and all this stuff started to happen and it was never re-established. But the bill market was closed before the austerities. Well, that was part of the hostilities. This is an act of war, because if you seize Brazilian credit, you are basically declaring war on them, economic war. It's no less an act of war than a physical blocking of the port. You're stopping their trade. And if you stop their trade with a gun, or if you stop it by seizing their gold, why does uh, U.S. Uh, freeze Iranian accounts, or yeah. cut them out of the SWIFT, Swift network, or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. This is an act of power for and once it was seized, then, like the professor says, well, after the war, there's no more, you know, you take the ships away from the blockade, and you let the circulation of the credit reestablish itself, but they did not. And so, the, uh, when the bill market was gross, uh, the financing of the economy was replaced by banking credit was replaced by a war measure. So, you, you don't allow grain to go to your enemy, you grab the grain, you know, you, you, your, your norms and your peaceful standards are gone. You, you just take it at one point. When a ship is on its way from Brazil to Germany, you know, there's no more rule of law. It's a, it's, we're taking it. The, mayor, the Navy is there and if it succeeds in taking it, it takes it. If not, it gets to blockade. Um, but after the war, how do you describe the situation between 1918 and 1925? Well, I think the professor talked about that, that this pre-World War One peaceful multilateral trade was not allowed to be reestablished, so it was frozen at that level, and, and it's retrogressive. It took hundreds of years to develop it. the circulation of the bill, chopped off, and, and stopped.
0: You have to put yourself in the frame of mind as... <clears throat> The Entente uh, powers felt towards Germany in 1918. That was a different frame of mind. They were neurotic. They were afraid not only of Germany, not only because of military and naval power. Remember, Germany built up its naval power in a matter of two decades, <coughs> whereas England took hundreds of years uh, to build up. So, Anyhow, they were afraid of this, but most of all, they were afraid of German competitiveness in industry and, and production in general. This is almost neurotic or, or neurotic, because they rather than preparing for competition and say, "Well, we can." apply ourselves to this task just as well as the Germans do. So let's meet competition with competition and let the best uh, guy prevail because it's actually not one against the other, but it's a cooperative effort. If a country succeeds in trade, that benefits the whole world. That wasn't the idea at all it was that we just have to continue the blockade. And since we cannot continue the blockade under the peace treaty, uh, and we cannot continue the blockade under multilateral trade, the next best thing is bilateral trade. Forgetting that this is really shifting back to Barter. By the way, this is what's happening today. When we talk about vanishing gold bases, vanishing silver bases, permanent backwardation of gold, permanent backwardation of silver, Uh, Keith has a very good piece on this, that actually this is continuing. First of all, gold is no longer for sale against paper money. Silver is no longer, that means permanent backwardation. Silver is no longer for sale. So if you want to get gold or silver, you've got to go to barter, no other way. But then Keith goes on saying, and I let you finish my sentence, that it doesn't stop there,
2: right? No, uh, people discover that if you can't trade dollars for gold, you can trade dollars for crude oil and trade crude oil for gold. You can trade dollars for wheat and wheat for gold. And this will drive the prices of all of these commodities up to whatever arbitrary level you could name. It's not going to be because the quantity of money is printed like Zimbabwe to a $100 trillion you know, bill. It's because of arbitrage of people trying to get gold not because the central bank prints the money into oblivion. But and please point
0: out why this is a, sh- a throwback to barter.
2: Well, once the dollar is finished and gold and silver don't come out of circulation, how do you have an economy? Well, you know, if you produce chickens, you have to find somebody who produces wheat who needs chickens in order to trade.
0: So It's an eye-opener. We are, The world is shifting back into barter. That's exactly what happened after World War I, and that's exactly what's happening now. And under Barter, you simply cannot feed the present population of the world. You cannot. There's no way. It's too inefficient. And therefore, there's going to be unrest, there's going to be pestilence, there's going to be diseases, unemployment breakdown of law and order and all the rest because the world is sinking back to barter. That's what's happening. If you want to understand what's happening in the world today, please look at it this way. We had something marvelous, something very, very efficient. Gold plus real bills. And then we went to paper money. And then we pulled gold out of the monetary system. No longer is the dollar backed by paper, by gold. The the, the dollar is no longer back. But it doesn't stop there. Because there are gold future markets and everybody pretends that that takes care of it. If you want gold, take paper gold. That's just as good as Keynes said, if you, Want the moon? You can't have it, but take blue cheese, just as good. He does say this literally, believe it or not, it's in in uh, his book, The General Theater. Now, what you have now is we are sinking, sinking, sinking into barter, and that's getting worse and worse and worse because we cannot simply satisfy the world's need for goods. And I couldn't make it simpler than that. Uh,
1: just to talk about barter, it sinks back even further. It becomes like a little uh, police officer at every state where you want to transfer your goods to the next state. You have to go and pay a bribe. Uh, I come from North America, Canada. And there used to be, it's still called the world's biggest free border, free, between the U.S. and Canada. Well, now there's a thing called the North American Free uh, Trade Agreement. Free trade. It's a book this thick, with (laughs) a thousand pages of regulations describing what can and cannot (laughs) go back and forth. What the duty is, uh, I, I personally buy stuff in the States, and some people... Uh, companies won't ship to Canada because of this problem. So I set up or I, I joined a thing called uh, a resale, resale. And I have a, an address in Florida and I order stuff on Amazon.com that they won't ship to Canada. They ship it to Florida and these guys take the package, relabel it, and ship it up to. To get around the free trade agreement. So once the stuff is bilateral then the next barrier comes which is all your, your regulations and your custom guards and your sniff dogs and your x-rays and so on to make sure that not one smidgen gets through. So that's
0: retrogression. I think on that uh, note we'll break up for lunch so thanks very much. In the afternoon it's the uh, productivity of So, okay, yeah, in the afternoon we'll be doing what we were meant to be doing this morning. So the productivity... Uh, I apologize for that, for
1: sending
0: this thing back on. Okay, Okay. (laughs) thanks very much.